on the cover. Sam, Waldo, Eden, and KT stand protectively in front of Finn the Fish Child and his family, squaring off against a hulking figure looming out of the darkness of their culvert. A mysterious, muscle-bound figure watches the group from the street above, roller skates slung over their shoulder while they run a hand through their pink hair. Wonder World Comics proudly presents The Midnighters, Volume 5, A Rose Amongst Thorns, Issue 1, Cultivating Friendships. Prepare yourself, dear reader, for another gripping tale of adventure, drama, and self-discovery. This is Wonder World Comics. Our comic opens. It's been a few days since the uh, events of Volume 4. Um, Princess Altana has kind of settled in at the library for now, not really knowing where else to go. Midas is, and Rin are on a walkabout trying to find, trying to learn more uh, about this sword and this curse and everything that's going on there. Uh, and so we will pick up one morning. Uh, it's pretty early. Um, Eden, you arrive at the shop though, early in the morning, um, when you see, uh, something moving on one of the security cameras. And, uh, you take a look and it's Belladonna, uh, standing outside, just kind of waving up at you, holding a tray of coffees. Well, I like coffee. Excellent. Oh, cool. She, uh, comes inside and, uh, hands you a drink. Uh, hey, how have you, uh, how have you been doing? Fine. Been, uh, been meaning to, um, just been wanting to talk to you. Um, you know, I've been, I know I asked you to do a lot of thinking about, uh, this, this mentorship and uh but i've been doing a lot of thinking about it too and i know that i haven't always been best mentor and i sometimes haven't been fair to you um and you know especially this last week i was just wrapped up in my own problems i just completely neglected to make sure you had everything you need to become the hero you want to become um and so i just wanted to say that I'm sorry, and if you decide that this is something that you still want to do, uh, I'm going to be here for you. Eden kind of blinks back at her. Uh, Belladonna's not an easy person to get an apology out of. Um, I feel like this is going to do things that Belladonna maybe didn't intend to Eden's ego. <laughs> um, so she just kind of blinks uh and then says i'm looking forward to continuing our partnership then um belladonna smiles and gives you like a, a genuine smile uh it says uh i'm i'm really glad uh you know i've been thinking uh in order to avoid any future misunderstandings um and just make sure everyone needs to know everything they need to know uh why don't we just um you know, keep our keep communications open, and uh, especially after missions. I'll check in with you, you can check in with me. Uh, does that sound like a plan? Sure. Cool. 
Um, what are Stitch and or KT awkwardly doing in the, the background? Go on. <laughs> what? We're both plenty awkward. Why does it have to be Stitch? And or KT. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I was thinking Stitch hasn't been seen near the Shopco if she knows Moonflower's there for the past couple weeks. So I guess what she's she's army crawling across the Shopco when she realizes that she fell she was watching TV and she didn't see Moonflower come in and she just doesn't want to be noticed. Um, she has probably better ways to leave, but she's panicked. She yeah, is, no, she's army crawling across the floor. Crawling. Yeah. <laughs> it did not go unnoticed. I think there was an awkward panel of them making eye contact and just nothing, and then she kept going because she was committed. <laughs> That's what she was awkwardly doing in the background. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. That was wonderful. I think that would have to happen like two or three times before Eden thought maybe Stitch was avoiding her and not just like practicing army crawling because she saw it in some movie and thought it was like an essential skill. <laughs> she just saw a World War One film and thought it was neat, you know? Yeah. Well, as we've just I had I a think... cardboard box, then Moonflower would not be able to see me. <laughs> <laughs> I think like we've discussed, um, Moonflower probably doesn't realize Stitch is avoiding her because she did not call, like clock how big a deal Stitch calling her out was for Stitch. So Stitch thinks this is a big awkward deal and Moonflower's like, oh, that scarf's being weird again. Um, there's, there's definitely in this meantime, uh, Stitch has, has gotten the, the Midnighters to name her. I don't know exactly how that went down. It definitely started with going to Graviton and asking directly for a name. I don't know if Graviton provided it, especially considering, you know, the uh, the vibes and flares to it, but uh, Stitch now, out of costume, goes by Cardigan Dreamweaver. And, uh, yeah, each part of the name was given by a different member of the team, out of character. Oh, it's beautiful. I love it. And, of course, in character, she goes by Lady Stitch, and everyone's still more than welcome to call her Stitch. I will be calling her Stitch. It's it's stuck. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, little, little Carney Weaver. I love it. Um, let's actually um, follow Stitch uh, as you are army crawling your way out of the shop, though. Um where are you headed in off into the city? What are you uh what are you doing? And also, um KT uh, did you notice Andor follow? I would assume that KT has been floating aimlessly around the shopco, just watching lights and waiting for morning when everyone else is awake. We'll say, uh, we'll say KT is watching, um, Lady Stitch. And if Moonflower had not noticed Lady Stitch by themselves, then she probably noticed KT floating four feet above Lady Stitch. 
as she army crawled <laughs> up the floor. Like a, like a balloon tied to a toddler. <laughs> Silently following. That's ridiculous. So, so during the whole conversation between Belladonna and Eden, and it's kind of this big heart to heart. We'll see the one background panel like Stitch walk, like army crawling, and then the like another panel, and then KT floating like down an aisle in the background. Stitch coming back. Eden's like making a mental note not to trust any of her teammates with anything that requires stealth. <laughs> <laughs> Including KT, who can literally turn invisible. <laughs> Just then, Sam knocks over one of those big cages of rubber balls that is in Shopko's, <laughs> and it just scatters everywhere. And honestly, by this point, the Shopko's gotta smell pretty bad unless someone dealt with a rotting fish we left on a shelf two weeks ago. Oh yeah, I think Waldo should Waldo care took care of that. that. Yeah, Waldo took care of that. Uh, yep. We did leave Waldo during yeah. airship mission. Okay, yeah. he knows when it's time for him to just eat a fish or you know, what have you. So Stitch is off on her way to the library because, like a good infestation, once you let her in, she's hard to get rid of, and <laughs> that has stuck. Especially since she has not been staying. Like she's running out of places to stay real quick. The hygiene theater is off limits because Farsec is monitoring it and Bernadette's safety. The shop go obviously has complications that aren't really that big of a deal, but she thinks are a big deal, so she's avoiding it like the plague, um, besides when she wants to watch TV. And then she's rushing off to the library. She's engrossed herself in the young adult section, um, and she's been passing as different children in the library because despite it being a sanctuary for a lot of different people, for some reason, she's just gotten it so in her head, um, never let them find you, that she's always kind of hiding. She doesn't even really know why sometimes. Um, but Kid Caterpillar is um, one of the children there that she's been copying. Um, Blythe is a 22-year-old um, black witch who is kind of an overseer of the library Like for like some of the kids in terms of she's lived there for a little while and she makes sure things run smoothly and she lets Stitch copy her without having any problem with it because... <laughs> The kids think it's like Stitch is not convincing as any of these people. I'll, I'll make that clear. She's got some social interactions and so social awkwardness. But when the kids see her as Blythe, like they think it's like a construct or some kind of dummy because she's just not convincing as this girl at all. Um, so yeah, that's that's where she's haunting. And on the way, she's keeping an eye out for uh, for a little group of criminals that she started a rivalry with. Um, she stopped a street performance, um, calling it criminal because it was just, it was purely rancid. Um, but now she's on the wrong side of several carny like street magicians. And, um, there's a little bit of a rivalry going on between, uh, her and the street performers of Midtown. I can't leave you guys alone for five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> tickles me pink if I imagine it's it's not a performance that gone rancid. It's it's the punk band rancid that was stopped. <laughs> not me writing in my notes, street magicians evil question mark. <laughs> I really hope they don't like team up with the Tempe Hells Angels or anything. Oh my god. Oh, gosh. oh. 
That's if, like big bad to like that's, that's final like yeah, the very end you know giant crossover worlds collide. If these innocent street performers do turn to evil, Stitch is the reason. She's their villain origin story. You know, it's her fault. That checks out. She just, like, put on, like, you know, a, a, a fake, like, meter maid hat, stitched it on, and just ish, issued citations left and right. You know, they they were caught up in all sorts of red tape. Um, so, where in the library, uh, where's Stitch's, like, favorite spot to go read a book? That's just kind of, like, her spot to get away from all the other kids and Threshold and Blythe and just kind of go... And, and curl up with a good book? That is a wonderful question. Um, the young adult section is where she gets a lot of her reading material, but it, it's fairly packed, so she has found a nice little nook up in one of the open areas where there's, like, those really tall, classic, antique library, like, tall bookshelves. Yeah. Um, and she just sits on top of one of the tallest ones that's kind of like above everything. She can still see everything that's going on and kind of avoid the noise. And, you know, there's a really nice view of the city through the, uh, the arched windows up there. And that's her happy place right now. Awesome. And so you are, uh, hanging out there, uh, with your nose in a good book. Um, what are you reading? The wolf, the wizard, and the window. I'm so glad I had. Oh yes. Oh my god, that's wonderful. Um, when uh, you are reading this uh, magical story, when you hear um, a tap on the glass of the window from outside of the building on the third floor. Oh, ah, I've been expecting you. A uh, Bernadette sent you. And, uh, outside the window is, um, uh, Neptune. Um, she is one of the Vindicators. She is, um, a middle-aged woman, uh, bronze skin, um, warm, mild, bright, ocean blue eyes. Um, she is Athena's mother, and, uh, she is, um, uh, where Athena has been blessed by um, Athena, Neptune has been blessed by uh, Poseidon. And so she's, um, you know, has uh, super strength and durability and speed and all that stuff, but also hyperkinesis and a cool magic trident and can talk to uh, sea life and also horses for some reason. Um, yeah, um, she is floating there and kind of just taps on the window with her trident and says, uh, Mind if I join you? Oh, oh, absolutely. Your costume, er, your your suit is stunning. Why, thank you. Um, and she kind of gestures down. Uh, it's a, like, a cool, like, sort of modern style super suit. Uh, short sleeves, um, uh, in kind of, like, short, short legs. She's got, like, a, uh, like a seafoam green kind of sash tied around her waist. And then uh, her suit is kind of black with uh, bronze 
you know how the, the all the cool like Marvel super suits have all like the paneling on it and stuff. It's all like divided in sections. Yeah, it's like stars armor. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like like that, but made to look like a like a Greek hoplite, like bronze armor. Yeah, totally. Um, totally. Yeah, and then it has uh, the uh, the Neptune symbol on her chest. Um, she says, uh, "Hi, uh, my name is um, Neptune, and uh, yeah, Bernadette asked me uh, to check in on you. How are you doing, Stitch?" Oh, I'm doing awesome. Um, but I want you to know. I, I go by Cardigan now. <gasps> My team named me. And then she stitches a black domino mask across her face. But uh, I, I guess you're in your suit, so it's only appropriate I'm Lady Stitch right now. <gasps> well, it's wonderful to meet you, Lady Stitch. And uh, just then, uh, she kind of opens the window a little more and kind of slides through and sits down on top of the bookshelf next to you and says, uh, but since you're a friend of, uh, since you're a friend of Bernadette, um, you can call me Palace. She okay, says, Palace. Uh, how have you, uh, how have you been settling in? Oh, well, it's kind of awkward at the shop. Go, oh, it's kind of awkward at the other place I was staying right now. Uh, so I've been hanging out here. Um, but you know, the rafters of any of the theaters a good enough place to stay if I need to. And I joined the Midnighters. So I, it's been going great. Bernadette told me she's so proud of you. Have you have you made have you made a lot of friends? Uh yeah. I think. How many's a lot? <laughs> At least one. Then yes. At I least thought. At least three. At least four? Well, that depends. It's it's complicated. <laughs> Human relationships often are. I don't know if I've spent at least 36 minutes with all of them. That seems to be, you know, <laughs> the standard. And uh, Palace chuckles at that. Says, um, oh, I, uh, I brought you something. And she lifts up her hand and there's a, a swirl of like glowing seawater uh, manifests and swirls around her hand and then dissipates and she's holding this giant like Tupperware bowl um, that's just filled with uh, this just amazing looking Greek salad with olives and feta cheese and this incredible like uh, vinaigrette dressing. Um, so uh, I made this for you and your friends, Bernadette. Wanted to make sure that you uh, had something to eat, and uh, I'm just so glad to have met you. And just want you to know if you uh, ever need to talk to anyone, you can always always talk to me. Oh, hey, yeah. Do you mind looking at this? And she just kind of pulls uh, her hoodie over to just like her shoulder, where the gaping hole um, from being shot by Electo is. And it's kind of, she is biological, so at this point it's festering a little bit. It's oh. been two weeks. It's not, like, human infected, but it's, it's not good. It, it probably kind of smells a little bit, and it, it's got this just, just kind of weird fray to it. Like, like, burnt fibers. That's, oh. that's not natural for her. God, Stitch, what happened to you? 
Oh, Moonflower's dad tried to kill me. Oh my goodness. This is, this is bad. When oh yeah, you should have seen what her mom did to uh, Midas. <laughs> I fixed that though. Oh. <laughs> the king just kind of shakes her hand. Or shakes her head. Um, she uh, looks down at the wound and um, says, uh, Now hold still and uh, calm your heart. And she holds her hands, uh, presses them against your shoulder, and there's a soft blue glow. You kind of hear the rumble of the ocean. And she pulls her hands away, and the um, the infection is gone, and uh, it's like the wound is like starting to close a little bit, and uh, some of the like fibers are starting to get back together. He says, uh, it "Isn't fully healed now, but." If you if you give it time, it should should be able to repair itself now. You if you ever get hurt like this again, Stitch, you it's okay to reach out to people and ask for help. You know that, right? And she's definitely shifting your labels right there. She is upping your mundane and lowering your freak. Stitch will accept that. She is very easily influenced and she really likes Neptune. <laughs> Wait, do I get a clear damage from that? Um, I'm gonna say no. It's right okay now. if not. Yeah, I was just curious. Right, right now, but if you give it like if you don't strain yourself over the next few days, then you can you can clear it. Gotcha. You got like yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm not even necessarily <laughs> worried about clearing it. Just kind of curious. Yeah. Oh, that's that's awesome. How how did you do that? I I kind of helped Midas, but I don't know how. And I don't really remember it. Like, could you show me? I sense a powerful magical aura about you, Stitch. Sometimes you almost remind me of an old soul in a young body. Stitch's eyes grow real wide at that. Because she hadn't considered the fact that she was magic. This is she. She's having a young adult fiction moment, like the first time you go through a magical wardrobe or have your powers granted to you by like a mystical moon fairy. Like mm-hmm. that that moment, she's the old crazy guy in the desert gives you a laser sword. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I think this. I think this causes me to reject one of my lessons. Really? Yeah, because everybody can't do magic. I I, I may not be just like, Stitch may not be just like everyone else. Mmm. Awesome. Yeah. So uh go ahead and roll to reject your lessons. Uh it's I think it works just like rejecting influence. So flat roll two D six. Two D six. That is a seven. Awesome. So on a hit, you successfully hold to yourself and tune out the influence of your lesson. Uh, And you get to choose one of the following. You can clear a condition and mark a potential by immediately acting to prove that you are different and not like everyone else. Um, You can shift one level up and one level down of your choice. Or you can cancel your lesson and write a new one and take plus one forward. 
Um, Stitch is going to cancel her lesson just like everyone else and Whoa. take one forward towards uh, I am a being of magic. Yeah, and yeah, just being a, a magical a magical girl. I love it. <laughs> Not necessarily that anime trope, but there are going to be moments and references. And with that, <laughs> Stitch is going to pull out her needle and brandish it like a wand and say, yeah, I could see that. I think I could do magic. I, I flew once. I don't know if I can do it again, but you know, uh, I'm willing to try. If you ever need to talk to me about anything, Stitch, go to the beach and grab a seashell. If you whisper your message to me from your heart into the shell and toss it into the ocean, I will hear it. Does it have to be a heart? I'm not entirely sure I have one of those. Uh, she says, uh, as long as it comes from in here, she taps you on the chest with her finger. I think Stitch just, like, lets, like, her threads just unweave, so her, her finger just kind of passes through, like, a hole <laughs> in Stitch. Like, just like a Swiss cheese hole. She's just, her finger's just, like, in there. <laughs> well, I've got to run, but it was a pleasure meeting you, Stitch. I, I see wonderful things in your future. I'm glad to have met you. Absolutely. It was so nice to meet you. Uh, you said it was Palace? Of course. Okay. I'll be talking to you soon. I, I visit the beach all the time. Uh, there's these two really interesting seagulls, Gus and Ralph. Uh, I'll tell you about it next time. It's not important now. <laughs> I can't wait to hear all about them. And uh, I think with that, we're going to turn the page. And um, we get a shot of what does the where does uh, the where does Ryan practice her roller derby or when she when they're they're with the team? Um, yeah, so I think uh, there's a like a rec center in mm -hmm. the in the suburbs um, where they practice. Um, I don't know if there's a roller rink in the city. Where they do their actual matches? Um, yeah, no, I think there's definitely uh, kind of like a, an older rink. It used to be, you know, in the like 50s and 60s, and the heyday it was the the rink. Uh, but it's kind of an old town up, kind of near the Opera House. Um, you wouldn't happen to know the name of it, would you? Oh, Michael, naming things is is the hardest part. <laughs> That's why I have you do it. <laughs> oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that we should call it the Old Town Roller Rink. <laughs> yeah, I have nothing better, so. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm seeing it too in like, like weird mm -hmm. old timey letters above, and it's mm -hmm. like a dilapidated sign because yeah, it's just been yeah. it's old town roller rink and it's yeah. been old town roller rink and it always will be old town used to be yeah it used to like yeah big letters made out of lots of lights and stuff and now it's yeah, all run yeah, down yeah. and most of them don't work and yeah 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 but it's still cool you know it's still yeah cool. oh it's got a lot of history and a lot of character and a lot of heart um is it town with an e at the end yes <laughs> and old mm-hmm <laughs> Oldie Townie Roller Rinky. 
ye old roller. <laughs> if it's like night themed. <laughs> uh, I think that's the new one they build on the other side of the town that's like oh, the totally. medieval night themed yeah. roller. <laughs> <laughs> we use the old town one because uh, it's way cheaper and you know we're not professionals mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we could never afford the ye olde roller rink yeah yeah that's kind of for all the kind of rich yeah. yuppies yeah the medieval times one that's mm-hmm. like all really gla- like everything's super high class you know? yeah yeah like the globo gym of mm-hmm. roller rinks yeah. but also night themed like really annoying rich kids <laughs> yeah uh what does uh Ryan what does practice look like for Ryan? What are they what are they doing right now? And specifically what is it going wrong that is kind of frustrating them? Uh oh, going wrong that's frustrating them. Uh probably nothing has to go wrong for them to be frustrated. Um but <laughs> um yeah, I think uh Ryan is uh frustrated because uh, maybe on his way to practice, he uh, saw Swift or something. Um, probably like didn't even interact with her, but just like seeing her mm-hmm. put him in like a t- he's in a terrible mood. Um, so when he kind of gets to uh, practice and you know we're doing a scrim, um, there's a little bit of rage uh, and. I think I got called out for it by a uh, team captain and um, was sort of like put put on the bench, just like, okay, you're refereeing, you're, you're refereeing today because you're not being safe and it's uh, like, it's just not on. So Ryan is, yeah, not looking happy right now. Um, and, uh, what is What is team captain's name? You always ask such hard questions. Um, I'm going to have to like start stealing names from my roller derby book and then just change them in the book because I can do that later. Uh, the t- team captain's name is Angela. Angela, the like, team captain, is like older, like probably like mid-30s. So like um, has like already got that sort of authority over people because, you know, she's an adult. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, like even more so just because – I think she's been in the team for like a really long time. So there's all these like young upstarts like Ryan and Serena who are just like, oh, I'm so good at skating. I'm so good at roller derby. This is the best thing ever. And Angela really like keeps them in check. Awesome. Nice. And uh, yeah, so while everyone is uh, kind of running drills, uh, Angela skates over to you and says, yeah, uh, hey, uh, you were late again today. Uh, so <laughs> I am uh, going to pointedly like not look at her um, because if I if I look at her, uh, I will I will lose my shit. Uh, so instead, I've got my like my elbows are on my knees. I'm like staring really intently as um, I watch Serena going around the track, basically because Serena's kind of like a little bit of my rival. Mm-hmm. Um, Is she the and she's. Yeah, she's she's just she's a jammer and she's just really really good mm-hmm. and um really like really loud about it. <laughs> so <laughs> Ryan's just kind of like intently like staring and is just like, yeah, sorry. 
Yeah. Uh, the third time this month, Ryan. I think uh, at the tone in her voice, where she's she's sort of putting on that like mom voice, right? Like, <laughs> you know. And because Ryan's kind of like never really had a mom, she's just had her uncle. Uh, I'm gonna like look over to Angela at that tone, and like immediately, I am a gooey soft. Like, it's it's like the anger is just like melts away, and suddenly Ryan just looks like a little kid almost in how um sad I am where I'm just like I'm so sorry it was like I ran into Swift I didn't even really like run into her I just saw her and it was really I just couldn't I I I needed to you know I needed a minute before I came in and it was it was uh, I I probably didn't even take enough time really to take that minute um because obviously you know like you guys um noticed that I was still really angry and I'm just like I'm just really sorry Angela just kind of sighs and puts her hand on her head and she was honestly expecting you to get kind of mad and was ready to get in a yelling another another yelling match with you um uh listen uh I I get it uh why don't you uh don't worry about it. You need to, you know, take some time or, you know, that's, it's, if you need to, you know, to get some air or something, that's, that's totally fine. I'm not going to hold that against you. You know, I've been, I've been there. Trust me. Uh, and I'm, 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 I'm crying at this point, uh, because, yeah. Uh... I'm, I'm the bull. I've got a lot of emotions. Um, and I like stand up and I don't have my skates on anymore because, you know, I was kind of benched for the day. Um, so I still got all of my like knee pads and stuff on though. And I like wrap Angela in like a hug. Um, I kind of like pick her up off the floor almost <laughs> like she, her skates kind of like, she's like flailing her legs a little bit. You know, my like our knee pads are like making a really awkward like you know bumping into each other and stuff. Uh, <laughs> I'm just like, I appreciate you so much. Okay, okay, don't get all squishy <laughs> on me now. Put me down. Uh, yeah, and I do. Um, very, very like gently. <laughs> and then I think I'm gonna uh like. The, like there's a really satisfying velcro sound of me taking off my like knee pads and my elbow pads and stuff. I'm like, I think maybe I just need to um, like reset. I'll I'll come back next time. I'll you know I'll have a different I'll have a different attitude and I'll you know yeah it'll be better. Yeah, take some go. Yeah, just go take a walk. You know I've had days like that too, and we'll uh, we'll try it again next time. You know. Take care of yourself, kid. Yeah, I think um, as as Angela, like, you know, kind of, like, skates away backwards slowly, kind of, like, almost, I guess, like, not sure if uh, if Ryan will be okay as she kind of leaves. Ryan's just, like, I've got my, like, hand on my heart, and I'm just, like, I'm, like, shaking my head and, like, you know, thank you so much. Thank you so much. I also totally realized uh, that you were definitely uh, expressing a vulnerability or weakness to Angela. 
Oh, oh yeah. Um, so what does that move look like for the bull? Uh, yeah, no, I found it. Um, when you share a vulnerability or weakness with someone, give them influence and hold to spend that hold to help them as if it were team in the pool. Um, what does what does hold mean? I don't. Uh, so hold is just like um, it's like a just like a point or a token, just uh, something you're gonna hold on to and spend later. Mm-hmm. Um, it's um, like the hold I did not use to provoke Moonflower or someone else to invite me to the Midnighters when Stitch <laughs> joined. Um, cool. And then, uh, since Angela already had influence over you because she's an adult, then she gets to shift your labels. And yeah, they, uh, she's definitely sees Ryan as, uh, you know, just a, a hurt. Uh, someone who's just hurting right now, and you know, she's been there too, and, uh, she's, uh, yeah, definitely raising your mundane, and, hmm, I'm about to say lowering your grief, but then I thought maybe danger? Yeah, I, I mean, I guess, like, lowering, uh, her danger, maybe, because, yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. Not angry anymore is not is not like he's yeah, not like was, about to punch someone. That makes sense. Yeah, Angela was expecting you to be like all up in her face and just explode, and uh, yeah, instead you were just very emotional, and I think that really kind of resonated with her. Yeah. So let's go. Yeah, danger down and mundane up. Are you and are you accepting that? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. We get a uh, the last uh, panel on that page is. Uh, it's kind of the silhouette of Ryan as they're making their way out of the gym and out towards the boardwalk. And uh, now uh, we turn the page and we have our favorite boy and his human, Waldo and Sam. <laughs> How's Sam been these last few days since the whole everything that's happened? He's been in a funk. He's been moody, he's been broody, you know, he's been, uh, he's been kind of keeping to himself and, and just kind of not feeling, um, not feeling, uh, very festive, I guess. You kind, know? Of, kind of pulling a Midas? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he, and, uh, and, uh, he's been having this recurring dream. Um, which has never happened to him before, but uh, it's like him in the uh, like in what feels like old, like the old cannery district. It's like foggy and misty, and it's like you know all these brick archways and cobblestones, and he's walking through them, and he can sense on the periphery of his vision these like vines and leaves kind of creeping along and um and up ahead he's he sees uh like uh the light of a you know like a forge or foundry like a big red glow flickering um against a brick wall and he's moving towards it and these vines that he can't really see but can more sense are coming towards him. Whoa. Um, 
And uh, so where are you, where do we find you as you are brooding, thinking about this, and sitting with Waldo? Sitting on the dock of the bank. Mm-hmm. Because today, uh, Finn finally convinced you to come hang out, and he wants you to bring your to meet some more of your friends and oh, okay. have people over to play today. So yeah, so who's um, so yeah, who all is kind of showing up at around this time to go with Sam and hang out with uh, Finn and uh, the Fish family? Who followed who there, Graviton? I mean, it can be any, all of you. I mean, obviously Waldo's there. Obviously Waldo. KT shall join. Yay. Then Stitch followed KT there. That makes sense. What is, what is Eden up to? I mean, I'm going to get FOMO if I'm not there, I guess. Uh, so I think I followed Sam, but like separately from KT. Eden <laughs> sees KT and Stitch leave and then realizes no one else is in the shop code and follows them <laughs> in RV, but it from goes, a distance. Yeah, it goes a different way. Uh, uh, probably had an actual errand to run, though. Like, you know. Mm-hmm. And I had an actual errand to run. Yeah, just in the area. Yeah, yeah. Stop by. So yeah, everyone's just kind of arriving um, when Finn comes rocketing out of the surf and like launches himself through the air and lands on the beach at a dead rock and is just screaming and just runs over and tackles Waldo and he starts barking in their play fighting and stuff. Yeah, he's yeah just making a whole hubbub. But, yeah, that's enough to put a little a little cracked smile and even <laughs> sour Sam's, uh, you know, dour demeanor. Did Did you bring your friend Sam? Did you bring is Midas coming? Uh, sorry, buddy. I don't think Midas is gonna make it this time. But uh, yeah, we got got uh, pretty much all the rest of the gang though. Like, I'm pretty sure. Which I'm not sure if Moonflower said or not, but I'm almost certain that, that KT and, and uh, Lady Stitch are going to be here. second The eagle-eyed reader might notice Moonflower is like in the background of this panel. <laughs> in like one of the like big yeah. beach hats, and she's got like a like a beach umbrella that she's using to kind of like <laughs> hide herself. Uh, where, where's KT's shirt? KT stopped for some boba tea on the way. As is tradition. But only one was purchased, for KT does not have enough money to offer a second boba tea to Stitch. That is okay. Stitch actually 
has a decent amount of money because she's employed by Bernadette, but her her system did not enjoy tapioca bubbles. <laughs> um, I think she gets a lemonade. And by that, I mean she got a lemonade. <laughs> awesome. Prove it. Prove it. Obviously, you don't have to prove it. Uh, how? Yeah. <laughs> On the panel, the reader sees Stitch drinking a lemonade. It is colored light blue from the blueberry additive she had. She's yeah. enjoying it immensely. Now, it's very cold and refreshing. Okay. Now I believe it. <laughs> okay, there we go. And uh, have, uh, I'm going to ask you guys, um, have you guys met uh, Finn and the fish friends before? Is this the first time you are meeting them? I'm sure Eden knows about them. I don't think she's been introduced, but she tends to know what's going on. She's aware. Yeah. This would be the first time for KT as well. Cool, cool. So, uh, Finn, this is, uh, is, is everyone kind of walking up, though, with the boba teas, the lemonades? Aiden's still in the background. He's still in the background. Okay, okay, good. Okay, so peering from behind float over. Um, as the you know, as they're coming over, uh, you know, South Park says, "No, Finn, uh, this is uh, KT, aka uh, Graviton, and this is uh, Stitch, aka Lady Stitch, aka Cardigan Dream Weaver, and." Uh, yeah, there's there's some of the Midnighters, and they both can do like incredible stuff. They're like way more professional. Wow! Yeah, that's so cool. You guys have so many names. I just have one name, and it's Finn. But you can call me Finn. Yeah, Finn's actually pretty uh pretty cool cat. Cat, I shouldn't say cat. Catfish. He's not. You're not catfish, obviously. Anyway, for me, uh, Finn picked up. The language like super quick. It's kind of amazing, and I think he's kind of just all all his friends have kind of been picking it up just through him kind of talking about it. It's really incredible to mm-hmm. see how quickly they're all kind um, of getting into it. Yeah, his um, Finn's mother Coral is uh, picking up English pretty well. Um, Mr. Squid, whose real name is Mr. Bubbles, uh, understands English but doesn't have the the mouth parts to speak it and so mm. uh but speaks very fluent like sign language and can understand english and then um uh sebastian the crab person uh is like also kind of can understand things or will be or mr bubbles will translate for them but stitch is we'll gonna look over to graviton and say hey these guys seem pretty good at language. We should see if they can read Midas's arm later. It is a pleasure to meet you, Master Catfish Finn. You look a lot like some creatures that I met before who are from Percy I-8. I have never been to any of the Percy I's, but it's cool. Are you, like, swimming through the air? That is really cool. And he's just, like, walking in circles around your ankles, just kind of, like, looking up at you with his giant fish eyes. KT shall arch and bend like a seal at the aquarium, and reaching forward, gently sever the ties of gravity holding Finn to the planet Earth. 
so that he may swim as well. Um, and he is just giggling and laughing and just, oh, he is having a ball. This is so cool on like swimming in the sky. And if I go, what if I, what if I float too far up? What happens if I stop flying? You will not. You're really small. You will. <laughs> you will not have to worry about floating away. However, if you happened to somehow, you would probably pass out from a lack of breathable atmosphere and freeze to death before being pulled apart by the empty expanse of space. Um. Perhaps we should put you back. And Finn, yeah, I was just gonna say, Finn is staring just slack jawed, dead silent for the first time since he arrived, and then very, very slowly sinks back down to the beach. <laughs> well, I shall well, reach my hand out and repair Earth's tether to young Finn. I just had the random visual image of my head of like KT bending down and reaching out with like a little like bungee cable with a carabiner on the end and just like clipping it back onto his belt. <laughs> okay, kid, here you go. Anyway, Vince, oh, it's so cool to meet you guys, and it's so cool that, that you have so many friends so far, and we have new friends too. Come on, you gotta meet it. It's really cool. Oh, okay, right on. Uh, where, where are they? Where, yeah, where, where is he? He's not staying with us, because he doesn't have a place to live anymore, kind of like we do. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, and Sam looks at, uh, at KT and Stitch, and it's like, and sort of with a knowing glance, maybe, or wondering if they also are thinking the same thing he's thinking. Uh, but then he says, um, yeah, I, in... Can we meet him? Is he around? Or? Yeah, yeah, he's been staying in the culvert with us. Oh, okay. And, uh, yeah, he's uh, started slapping his way down the beach. Ah, uh, his little wet thin feet. Alright. Yeah, we get a nice kind of wide shot of, of the group. Um, KT and Stitch and uh, Sam and Waldo following after him. And then Eden further behind following after <laughs> um, Oh, the turntables. We turn the page and Ryan, uh, you were out kind of in Old Town, kind of wandered down towards the beach um, and uh, kind of like hanging out near the opera house. There's just like some really kind of like uh, good views out over the ocean. Um, and it's just kind of a good spot to chill. And you you thought you'd like been able to hear some like voices kind of conversing down below you. Um haven't kind of really been paying attention when you hear a low rumble and the uh concrete of the sidewalk beneath you kind of shakes a little bit. What do you do? Uh, yeah, I think uh, I was already, uh, in this sort of like headspace where I was like, you know, I, I just accidentally cried in front of Angela, you know, like, 
obviously seeing Swift rocked me more than I was used to. And I'm not, I, I don't like feeling this way. So I need to do something. Uh, so I think I was already coming down here to sort of like put on my super suit and like, you know, walk around a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think as soon as like something happens, that's not supposed to happen immediately. I'm like ripping off my, uh, you know, my practice gear revealing my, um, my excellent and so, so small leotard. Um, <laughs> Cause I forgot to say in my character introduction also that Ryan is like super hot. Um, that was my only aim and I forgot about it. But uh, yeah, so I think, yeah, <laughs> I think, uh, I think I'm already like, like something happens and I'm like, Oh, like the, the uh, gym bag that I've got on my shoulder is like on the ground. I'm like pulling off my leggings and like ripping off my tank top. Like, you know, um, I'm ready to go. I'm ready. <laughs> is, uh, what does Brian's uh, superhero outfit look like that she's got? Um, yeah. So it's like, um, it's all kind of green. It almost looks like a swimsuit. It's got sort of like, um, like no arms. Uh, you know, it's one piece super suit. Yeah. Yeah. And there's like this really cool little like spiral that's in like a pinky purple color of like thorns on the chest. Um, but yeah, it's like classic, really, really small. Like obviously this character was drawn by uh, a man. Um, but we're not mad about it because she's super hot. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, amazing. And, um, as you, uh, are getting your, your super suit on, that you hear a voice rumbling from somewhere beneath the sidewalk. No! No! So it's like it's like beneath the sidewalk. I'm not like on a bridge or something. Yeah, you're kind of um yeah, there's um so you're kind of like up on the sidewalk at street level and then there's kind of like a like a railing and kind of a steep embankment going down towards uh kind of a rocky beach area. Okay, cool. Yeah, so I think some voices and commotion going on down there. Yeah, I think I I rush over to the to the side. To the like railing, like leaning over my my tattoo is probably already like got a couple of little tendrils of little like thorny brambles that are sort of like reaching up my my bicep towards my neck, almost like they're like asking me what to do. They're like, are we are we going? Like, what are we doing? Is it time? Can we do this? Are we yeah? Are we are we gonna punch something? Like, what's gonna happen? And uh, looking down beneath you, you see um, a very small fish child standing next to uh, three people and with uh, and a giant hulking blue ogre with purple antlers and little butterfly wings lurching its way out of the culvert. Uh... Is it threateningly? Does it look threatening? I mean, it looks like a giant blue ogre that's bearing down on these people. Yeah, I think I'm. I think I'm just gonna like leap over the the railing and just like run down the slope at it. Awesome! Are you just going straight at it? 
Yeah, I think I'm, and I think I'm like punch everyone is activating because I'm just, I'm just running. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Um, Sweet. So go ahead and shift your danger up and any other label down. Uh, Yeah, Uh, I think I'm going to shift my, uh, yeah, I think I'll shift my mundane down. Although this is just exactly the opposite of what Angela did to me, so. (laughs) 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 Um, But yeah, I think I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm like, I'm not mundane, you know, I'm, look at me, I'm being a hero. Okay, we felt some feels, it's time to get stuff. Awesome. So give us a roll 2d6 plus danger to directly engage this threat. Yeah, absolutely. Hold on, I gotta get a second d6. Uh, that's a, that I rolled the two sixes and I have a plus three. Holy shit! Um, Hell yeah! <laughs> that's how you make it. <laughs> it's a fifteen, I guess. That's our first fifteen, wow. isn't it? I don't think there has been one. That's incredible! Ryan is Critical coming game. out swinging. No. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> You get to go ahead and pick two from the following list. Uh, the, uh, after you trade blows with belts, you can resist or avoid their blows, take something from them, create an opportunity for your allies, or impress, surprise, or frighten the opposition. I mean, I'm definitely going to uh, resist or avoid the blows, mm-hmm. and I'm definitely also going to impress the opposition. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, what does it look like on the panel as you just come flying in and laying uh, out? I think uh, I've got my, you know, my my little uh, bramble babes uh, that have sort of like, you know, they were kind of like up in my ear, like asking like what we're gonna do. Uh, as I'm running, they like they like fully thread down my arm and just like create this giant fist um, around my fist made out of their beautiful spiky little uh, cells. Uh, and I think it, it probably almost looks like I'm flying cause I'm like coming down the slope, but I just basically like push off. I have no fear. I just like land directly on top of this thing. Um <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I think, uh, and then I think also the, um, my, my beautiful little brambles, I think, are gonna create sort of almost like a, um, almost like a, a plate armor kind of thing on my chest, so that's sort of like, mm-hmm. you know, if anybody hits me, like, they're just hitting, you know, like this wall of freaking spiky brambles, yeah. <laughs> and I think that's impressive. <laughs> Yeah, Ryan comes flying in from the side of the panel, and there's just an awesome slow-mo shot of his fist just slamming through Belch's jaw, and just, like, spittle and teeth flying everywhere, and then Belch just gets super pissed and whirls around with this giant meaty fist the size of a tree trunk that just slams into this, like, shield wall you've built. To just catch his fist. And, uh, Belch looks down and chooses. Mmm! Mmm! Let's hurt! 
yeah, that's kind of the point. Um, so, guys, you were just um, moseying on up to your fish friends when all of a sudden Belch, super criminal at large, starts lumbering out of their home. And then a out of nowhere, a superhero appears to save you. <laughs> what are you doing? How are you all reacting? I have a question. Yeah. How long ago did Ryan and Swift date? These are the important questions. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know exactly the law that's going on with, like, um, Akina. But I think it was, like, it was, like, relatively recent. Excellent. Yeah, that, that that makes sense. So here's what I'm thinking, is that Eden not so long ago was auditioning for the Young Vindicators and presumably spending a decent amount of time around Swift. And I don't think necessarily knows Ryan's like, full identity or anything, but I think Eden has seen him and recognizes that this is someone she's encountered before. Yeah, I think you you were uh, probably around while like Ryan was still figuring out uh, his super identity, maybe because I think that was all happening while he was dating Swift. Mm-hmm. So you probably saw like baby super Ryan. Mm-hmm. He had a little glow up since then. Uncle Patrick doesn't really like Swift because she got you started on this whole superhero thing. Oh, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Eden doesn't really like Swift because she was kind of mean to Eden and because Sam has expressed some interest in her. That's not really her fault, but it's on Moonflower's mind. We're all mad at Swift. Yeah, yeah. all the calculations that are going through Eden's head right now. <laughs> uh, Sam looks at Finn to see... You know, he saw Belch come out of the culvert, and he he already thought that it was going to be one of the escaped, you know, supers. Mm-hmm. And so uh, he was prepared to, like, try and have a conversation with Belch in a way that he never had. And then all of a sudden, this other thing happened. And so, he yeah, he looks, he looks to Finn to see what Finn's reaction to this development. Uh, Finn's eyes are wide. Uh, he looks very concerned and kind of worried for Belch. Um, okay, so Sam's going to try and run in and get in between and stop the fighting. Awesome, awesome. Uh, why don't you... It sounds like you're trying to provoke these these people. Yeah, or like anti-provoke. Or, or I guess provoke, provoke them, them to both look at yeah. me instead of each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, you're trying to get them to calm down, so go ahead and roll 2d6 plus superior. Yeah, I have two conditions marked, but neither of them affect the. Okay, plus superior. Okay, sweet. Uh, it was. Nope, never mind, it didn't roll. Sorry. Wait for it. Wait for it. Eight. Awesome. And uh, specifically, are you trying to. Who are you focusing more of your attention on? Uh, Belch or this. Uh, Green spiky. I think that my intention is to be between them, like a boxing mm-hmm. referee. Right. Mm-hmm. Like if a boxing referee just get in between them. So both of them. Cool. Um, awesome. You got an eight. So uh, 
they can choose to do it, or they can stumble and you take plus one forward. Uh, they err and you gain a critical opportunity, or they overreact and you gain influence over them. I think Belch is definitely going to overreact a bit. He's just going to start getting really worked up, and kind of his his like eyes kind of squint, and he looks really frustrated and just. <laughs> I know that we fought one time before, and I am sorry about that, but I've come to find out that you were a friend to a friend of mine. Therefore, I think there could be a basis for friendship between us. And again, I apologize for anything I might have done to you in the past. And then also, as I know, also, and then Sam looks at um, Mighty Briar the Bramble Brawler, who he probably doesn't even know that, but obviously looks at Ryan and, and uh, like, and, uh, and I'm sorry, I don't know your name, but uh, thank you kindly. But also, I think maybe let's try and refrain from beating up Belch as much as he looks like he deserves to get beat up. Like, maybe he's not such a bad guy. And I think, actually, if we all just take a beat, everyone could, everyone's safe right now. Everyone could be safe as long as we just are chill, right? Am I, am I wrong about that? Ryan, it sounds like some weird <laughs> city kid is trying to defend the uh, the known super criminal Belch. Uh, <laughs> what, is, what is your response to this? Um, I think I think you were like you almost had me until you said like chill out. Um, that's like like you tell Ryan to chill out and. Uh, you are, you are basically, I think I'm now making Sam my rival. Um, um, which means that, um, so sorry, uh, rival in, rival in hotness, but also like, don't ever tell me to chill out. Uh, <laughs> it makes perfect sense because <laughs> it, it was the wrong thing to say. <laughs> um, so you now have influence over me because of that. Um, and you also have influence over Belch. That's so dope. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> you should write those down because yeah. I will okay. forget too. I will. Uh, but yeah, so I think like as soon as Sam says like to chill out. It's like my my gaze. You definitely got my attention. My gaze like shifts from the the angry supervillain to this tiny man. I mean, I know you're only like a couple of inches shorter than me, but uh, um, and yeah. I think I'm going to yeah, like the six foot short king over here. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> slightly taller, much buffer. 
much more impressive than Sam in every way, pretty much. It's a huge problem. It's a huge problem. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, th- I think it's definitely like a, um, a, a, a shift focus, uh, pull myself up to my full height to tower over this short king. Um, <laughs> I've still got my, like, my fist my plant fist, but it's sort of like now almost directed at Sam. We get uh, great panels of like real close-up shots of their eyes with like the sh- real intense shading at the top and the bottom, <laughs> just like really narrow focus. JT and Stitch, how are you, how are you, uh, how are you reacting to uh, all this going down? KT shall nudge Stitch. Help Southpaw. I will save the child. And I shall wrap my spindly little arms around Finn this time, and we shall rocket straight up until I'm reasonably sure that he'll be safe from the action about 500 or so feet into the air. On it, Graviton. Stitch is going to stride forward to become a part of this engagement, and her eyes are intently focused on Ryan's tattoo. And just tracing over it repeatedly. Um, Finn starts freaking out and says, Oh, we have to, we have to go back to Please slow down. It is hard for me to understand you in your current condition. Would you be more comfortable if I placed you into the water from which you came? I would be more comfortable if I was back on the ground! I shall descend. Not as fast as we rocketed upwards. Still keeping young Master Finn a safe distance from the brouhaha brewing on the beach. Eden, what do you make of all this? Eden, I think, has done a little bit of a quick change. Um, I don't think she came to the beach dressed as Moonflower because it's a little conspicuous. Mm-hmm. For, I assume this is the middle of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, Unless you're meeting up with Shrike to fake the death of an alien. We did that in the middle of the day. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> so, real quick, I just want to say that Stitch noticed Eden and now thinks that Eden is doing sort of the same sort of army crawl thing, and now she definitely thinks this is a thing happening. <laughs> <laughs> that is all, sorry. Um, I think that Eden, after doing her uh, costume change, she, which she can do very quickly because she is a professional. Um, mm-hmm. And this is a superhero comic. This that is as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, she has a little bit of a bone to pick with Belch because he kind of took her out last time they oh yeah each other. He kind of got dumpstered, if you will. Um, you got belched. <laughs> uh, I know at that time I like did some assessing of the situation to, like, figure out 
what some of his vulnerabilities and such were, but I don't remember that because that was a long time ago. So I would like to assess the situation. Yeah, no, yeah. go ahead and roll to assess the situation. It was an 11. Awesome. Nice. So you get to ask two and then uh, plus one since it's before we've dived into the action. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we will start with my favorite question. How can we best end this quickly? I think the most fun answer is you could end this qu- the best uh best way to end this quickly would be to get this uppity wannabe hero who doesn't know what they're doing to just kind of shut up and leave. <laughs> Noted. Wow. Um, <laughs> I'm not gonna do that because I have a bone to pick with. <laughs> It's me. I'm the problem. It's me. <laughs> I bury hatchets, but I keep maps of where I put them. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, we'll. I get three questions, so we'll. Yeah, we'll and you ahead. don't have to ask all of them right now. You can. You can hold on to. If I, I will, I don't remember to hold on to. Them, so. Okay. Um, I'm going to say who here is most vulnerable to me. Ooh. I'm just going to toss that one back to you, GM. Um. <laughs> Definitely Belch. He's there's a lot going on right now, and he wasn't hadn't noticed you yet anyway. Mm-hmm. So um, he's yeah. got his bell around with a full yeah yeah fifteen. It's a little lunch. yeah yeah. He's a little preoccupied right now. So uh, yeah, I would say definitely Belch is he's got the drop on. Did. I, I don't know if this is part of assessing the situation, but did we decide he was, like, susceptible to my poisons? Like, I can't... Oh, yeah, totally. Okay. I mean... I just couldn't remember if he's, like, so thick-skinned thick that, like... I mean, like... He'd be hard if, to... If you rolled it, like, a five, he might have really thick skin. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Michael. <laughs> just trying to remember the nature of this supervillain. He's from the Fey Wilds, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know, if, you know what that amounts to, but yeah, that's what you know. I mean, he has the little the little butterfly wings. I think those are really important. <laughs> yes. Um, I think I would like to directly engage a threat. I think since Eden is sort of looking forward to a rematch, I think she's just gonna drop in there and fire off quickly a few poisoned daggers. Yeah! Absolutely. Go ahead and roll plus danger. It's an eight. Heck yeah. Um, so you get to pick one. Resist or avoid their blows. Take something from them. Create an opportunity for your allies or impress, surprise, or frighten the opposition. Um, well, just given the way our last fight went, I think I am going to <laughs> avoid their blows. So, what does it look like? Where do you, where do you leap? What, what shadows do you leap from for this, uh, stealth, of te- stealth attack? Well, that is the problem with being at the beach in the middle of the day, isn't it? Um. Wait, is it the middle of the day? It's, we're also, like, kind of off 
you know, where the beach ends and hits a spur of like boulders and riprap, you know, like a kind of oh. a, an embankment. Mm-hmm. And so we're on, we're like up that embankment a ways. And there's also the culvert and the, yeah. the pavilion, like the walkway above all of that. If anyone can find a way to break line of sight, it's Eden. Yeah, I mean, I think she was kind of up on the walkway above them. Cool, high cool, cool. That checks out. So, yeah, we, we see her just kind of leaping down from, like, the guardrails on the side of the walkway. Um, and, and throwing a couple knives and then just ending gracefully. And Belch was, like, kind of confused and upset and uh like a little scared but now he is pissed and he throws back his head and lets out just this huge bellow and turns around and just lifts both his hands up in the air and slams them down on the ground and just this huge quaking tremor that just shakes the whole beach and threatens to knock you to your feet. Uh, Ryan, what did you do uh, as this newcomer leaps into the fray and Belt starts losing it? Uh, where did, where does Eden, or Moonflower, because she's Moonflower right now, where does she land? Does she land near Ryan or... I think she's sort of on, so if I'm picturing this right, we've got Ryan and Belch and Sam is in the middle of them, and I think she lands on the other side of Belch, like, farthest away from it. I was just, I'm just, uh, I'm calculating, I haven't haven't properly seen you yet to turn you into my love, but at some point that will definitely be happening. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's like as soon as like this this shadowy figure comes into my aid, I'm just like, whoa, hot eyes. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I think I think um, <laughs> I think Belch like uh, Belch making the ground rumble has probably drawn my attention a little bit from Sam because like I mean Sam is just like being a dick, but Belch is like you know a real threat. Uh, so I think I'm going to try to shove Sam out of the way so that I can get to Belch again. Is uh, is that something that Stitch is supposed to be helping Sam? That's what Graviton instructed. Does she need to defend Sam? She's going to try to defend Sam when she sees this shove happening. Absolutely. Yeah, if you, yeah you're moving in to, to defend him. Absolutely. Roll plus save here. Do I have... I'm not insecure. Okay. I can do this. That is a nine. Awesome. Do you have influence over Sam? No. No one has given me influence. I took and burn it over Moonflower. And I took it from Midas. That is all. Cool. Because uh, that gives you a plus one. Uh, there was one team in the pool. Uh, but yeah, so on a seven to nine, 
So you get to keep them safe. And uh, so how do you interject yourself between these these two people? What is what is Stitch doing to make herself known? And I think she just very when she sees movement towards Sam, she very quickly gets in between them and opens her mouth to say something, but is too slow and just gets shoved instead of Sam. I think that's how she keeps him safe. Like shoved into Sam. <laughs> I mean, like a possibly. sandwich we've just made. <laughs> no, no, I don't mean it like that. I just mean like. Right, no, no, it just wasn't a full hit. So yeah, like I, that's what I see her doing. Like I don't see oh, yeah. her really I, getting more time to do. Oh, see. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I thought that was. Funny. I didn't even. Kick that yeah, up. See, I, here I thought you were just being. That's the least there. pun intended pun I've ever punned. <laughs> a sandwich. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even catch it. I'm that. Me either. Slow. Only Michael did. So oh. now it is a Ryan's cardigan sandwich. <laughs> yes. The hottest, the hottest sandwich to ever hot. It's pretty, yeah. Someone's probably into that out there, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Stitch, you get to add a team to the pool, to, uh, take influence over someone you protect, or clear a condition. Um, add a team to the pool. I'm not going to take influence over Sam. I've taken influence over too many people already. <laughs> um, Gotta cool. limit that. And what do you... Say to this person who just shoved your friend. How do you tell him off and keep your keep your buddy safe? Like Graviton told you. Uh stitches heavily blushing and says, "Oh, I'm sorry. Um, Sam, you safe? You good? Are you good back there? Um, oh, this is weird. Hi. <laughs> oh my god, I love it." Yeah, I'm pretty sure we just now we've like fallen over against like rocks and, uh, and Waldo comes over to kind of sniff and be like, "Wait, what's going on? You guys, you guys okay over Are here? You okay?" Like, just like striding up, shoulders back, just like, "Hey, you leave him alone!" That just gets shoved. Uh, just like, "Oh, sorry, my bad, my mistake." <laughs> Uh, Ryan, what are you doing about this whole ogre situation? Uh, yeah, so I think, I think Ryan hasn't even registered that. Like, I don't think I've registered that I've hit somebody who wasn't Sam. I just know that now Sam is not in the way. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I think I'm going to, um, I think I'm going to, uh, I mean, like, my instinct is to just try to punch him again, to be yeah. honest with you. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> that is impossible. I just, I just want to punch, you know? Uh, <laughs> punch him, honestly. I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, do I just roll another 2d6? Yeah. You roll plus your danger. I love to use my danger. Um, That is a 10. <laughs> Hell yes. Uh, so you trade blows with the giant blue ogre and get to pick two. 
from the list. Uh, resist or avoid their blows. Take something from them. Create an opportunity for your allies or impress, surprise, or frighten the opposition. Uh, yeah, so I think I'm going to uh, resist or avoid Belch's blows and then create an opportunity for Moonflower. Awesome. Um, yeah, what does it look like on the panel as you just like square up with Belch and just lay him down? I think, um, how, how tall is Belch? Quite large. Like twelve to fifteen feet tall. Okay. Um. I think I I'm gonna how, like. I don't know how tall that is in not American, so I apologize. No, that's okay. I I don't know heights. I just know that like Ryan is you know six foot two. So yeah, you know, if Belch is double that, that's fine. Yeah. I think um. So. Mm-hmm. so like, I think I'm, I'm gonna. Like Lord of the Rings troll size. Okay. Cool. I think I think Ryan. I'm gonna like use my my fist. My my plant fist, but I think I'm gonna like almost like you know go go gadget extendo on it, mm-hmm. and like like shoot it off and just like grab him by the like head, and like try to like headbutt him. But like I can't do that because I'm shorter than him, so I'm gonna try and bring his head you know to my head. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> he takes uh, like a swipe at you, and you just duck under his arm and shoot your fist out, grab him by the neck, and just rip him down to your level and just forehead bash him. And Belch goes out like a light. Um, He was already feeling sluggish. The poison was really starting to sink in at that point. Yeah, you landed behind Belch, threw some daggers, and then just heard a thump and Belch slumps over cold, and you see Ryan. Eden sort of cocks her head um, and looks at Ryan and says, you choose a name yet? So I imagine if she knew them as a, a baby super, Ryan was still trying to choose a name and having a difficult time of it. Yeah, that's not uh, not based on reality at all. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think um, that that is awesome. I think Ryan is going to, uh, you know, like pull the pull the the plant fist back, um, make a little, do a little pose, um, uh, and and say, "Yeah, I'm Mighty Briar." I like it. Wonder World Comics is an actual play podcast of Masks, A New Generation, by Brendan Conway. This issue was GM'd by Michael Dunham, who can be found on Twitter at GalvanicMan. Southpaw is played by Charlie Smiley, who can be found on Instagram at BigSkyCharlie. Moonflower is played by Kyra Nelson, who can be found on Twitter at Kyra M. Nelson. Graviton is played by Sawyer A. The Righteous Flame is played by Theodore Hampton. You can be found on his website at theohamptonphoto.com. Stitch is played by Justin Reed, who can be found on Twitter at www.comicsstitch. Mighty Briar is played by Kaylee Newberry, who can be found on Twitter at Kaylee underscore Newberry. Wonder World Comics is produced and edited by Michael Dunham. The music is from Dvorak Symphony No. 9. Do you have questions or comments? You can get a hold of us on Twitter at www.comicspodcast.com or send us an email at www.comicspodcast 
at gmail.com.